Welcome to another episode of Synapse, a business and lifestyle podcast hosted by the Greater Freeport Partnership. I, Andrea Schultz-Winter, Development Director for the Greater Freeport Partnership, is today's host. Today's episode is brought to you by State Bank. I'm excited to be introducing you to today's guest, Juliet Madero, who is the past president of the Northwest Illinois Audubon Society and leading the state and local effort for Bird City, Illinois. Stay with us for this episode as we learn more about this initiative and what it will bring to Freeport and Stevenson County. So, Juliet, first, let's start off and tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I am not from Freeport. I am originally from Ottawa, Illinois, and my story kind of starts with just typical go to college. I went to Northern Illinois University, and I did not know what I wanted to do with my life. I was a computer science major for a day, and being an adult in college, I decided, no, I'm going to change my major to biology. And at that time, I was thinking of becoming a veterinarian, but then I took a birds and mammals class for the mammals. I had no interest in birds, and when I took the course, I had the section about birds, and that's when I actually fell in love with birds. I I had no major background other than this moment. And when I finished Northern, I decided to go to graduate school to work with someone who worked with bald eagles. So I really wanted to keep learning about birds. Um, By the time I met him, he said, there's too much research about bald eagles. Why don't we do something different? So I ended up working with pelicans, where I studied their migration pattern along the Mississippi. So I went to Western for two years, got my master's, and that's when I started to have a taste for teaching. I never knew I wanted to be a teacher either. So I got a job in Esterville, Iowa, which was very corner, northwest corner of Iowa, small town, but it was really the first job I could get um, being a new person right out of school. And when you're a new graduate at Western, I was really searching and searching for a job, but they gave me an opportunity to teach there. So I moved roughly eight hours away from my hometown, which was pretty far from me, and I was pretty homesick. So I it's my second year, I decided I wanted to look back in Illinois. And that's when I saw a job opening for Highland Community College. And this was around 2006. And I thought, let me get to Illinois through Highland and then see what else in the future. I never realized I would be at Highland this long, and I'm very happy I am here. But it's just one of those things you, you think that you're just going to move to another job to job. But I found my home. Um, when I went to the interview, I do recall mentioning that I have a background with birds. And they said, oh, well, actually, the person who retired that you're interviewing for is Keith Blackmore. And he was a a major bird person. So I I do think that this actually got me the job because they said, hey, we have a bird person. Let's replace him with another bird person. And turns out I ended up um, getting to know Keith later in the future as part of the Northwest Illinois Audubon Society. So all these names start connecting later in my future. Awesome. So then you've been in Freeport since 2006. 2006. Okay. And um, you want to tell us a little bit about, so we're 2021, so that's been quite a while. Mm-hmm. So I, you met then your husband here? Met my husband here um, through actually a performance at Winnesheck. I saw him on stage and I said, who is that man? He's very talented up on the stage. Um, and it ended up, he actually works at Highland, but we never actually met at Highland. Um, I, I remember seeing on in a performance, and then later on, um, a couple of friends helped introduce us officially. Awesome. 
And then we always kind of say generations is really our our first major meeting. You know, you talked about you always kind of had a passion for birds since kind of exposure in in college. And um, how did that so do you teach about um, bird and bird migration within your biology um, kind of classes, or is it really something you kind of carry on to your, your personal life, your after-hours activities? It's a combination of all. So when I moved to Freeport, um, I think I was just focused on the teaching, and with Highland, we have a variety of biology courses, anatomy, uh, biology major courses, and there was always an ornithology class on the books, but it has not ta- been taught for a while. But I would incorporate some bird stuff. It doesn't always fit in with all anatomy. I try to, but it doesn't always fit with the anatomy course. But when the time came to actually start re-offering ornithology, it immediately went right to me. Um, so that's only been offered the past few years. As far as my personal life, I really um, didn't get into birding early on. So when you become a National Audubon member they automatically mail you uh, information about the closest local chapter. So I was getting this local Audubon information, and I was thinking, I never signed up for these. And I actually kind of pushed it away because I I didn't know. This is actually one of the things that I talk about with the current chapter, bringing different age groups. We have this little view of a typical birder, Mm -hmm. and you often see retired male birder. You don't really see younger people. And I think to being younger in the town, I I wasn't ready to, um, I was trying to meet more friends. So I was thinking, I'm not going to meet friends in this group. And then I realized (laughs) friendship, friends with people can be any age, of course. But I, I started to finally ease into it and then bumping into Keith Blackmore around town. And then another person who works at Highland, Steve Simpson, they kept telling me, you need to get to the, one of these Audubon meetings. So I finally went to one and just got more involved. Um, one of my best birding friends was 70-plus, uh, and we would go birding a lot. So it was just it became a hobby. Uh-huh. Um, we're actually going birding tomorrow at 5.30 a.m. to count cranes as part of our um, uh, data collection. That sounds so, like rough, do- rough hours for it birding. Is, especially with it being cold. <laughs> we'll be on the Jane Adams. Okay, actually. I was going to ask where you guys were going to be yes. counting cranes. All right, awesome. Okay. We will be back with more from Juliet after a brief message from our episode sponsor. Monroe Clinic has COVID-19 vaccine appointments available at their Freeport location. To schedule a vaccine appointment, please call Monroe Clinic at 815 325 1406. Again, that number is 815-325-1406. Welcome back to our conversation with Juliet Monroe regarding Bird City, Illinois. Okay, so then you are heavily involved now in the local Audubon chapter, correct? Correct. So I was Typically just here and there member, but then I actually became a board member in 2014 as a member at large. And I think they do that at large to test the water, Mm -hmm. see if these people, individuals will want to keep being on the board. Then I went from at large to publicity. Then I went from publicity to education chair for three years. And there's a term limit. So they said, you're done with education, but we want you to stay on the board. So then I became president. And uh-huh. then yes. president term is two years, and I finished the two year. And then there's one more rule. 
past president, they ask you to stay one more year. So then I'm actually officially done next week for my term because they we have a term limit in our constitution that says no more than seven years or eight years if that person was the former president. Sure, sure. So as it's it's good. It's it's good that we have these term limits. It helps rotate through, and it gives an opportunity for a board member to get some rest. Um, even though I'm actually not done working with the um, the chapter, as you'll hear soon. Um, but it's it, I, I worked my way to really um, kind of changing the chapter ideas. Um, again, trying to recruit different kind of members. Um, it's already been so successful. They're actually having their 50th anniversary this year. Officially June. That's awesome. Yeah. There are multiple chapters in Illinois that tend to get together three times a year to discuss how their chapters are doing. And we have one president of Rockford chapter who has been seeing that there is a bird city in multiple cities, such as Wisconsin, Indiana, um, I want to say Minnesota. And so she's been trying to say we need one in Illinois. So right now we do not have any... Bird City, Illinois. So our group, which is called Audubon Council of Illinois, is trying to establish the criteria working with the Wisconsin Bird City. They've been very, very helpful. And we are piloting three chapters, our chapter, a Rockford chapter, and then Lake County. Okay. And we're testing the criteria to see how easy it is, how difficult it is for other municipalities to establish this designation. So that's where we're at today, where our chapter is um, one of the pilot groups. And so far, so good. Um, The criteria is a pretty long list, and the minimum is to meet eight. And right now, I've been counting that um, our city of Freeport has met about 18 criteria. That's awesome. Yes, we are very good at meeting these criteria, and I I can describe more about the criteria. Well, just give us, I think, can you give the the listeners just a couple snippets of, like, what a few criteria? I mean, I can imagine in my mind you're trying to support support bird habitat, but what are some criteria that, you know, that you would need to qualify to be a bird city? Well, the thing about bird city, yes, the name says bird, but it's actually more about um, sound environmental practices. So one criteria is about habitat creation, protection, and monitoring. So that one is a little more specific to birds. So, for example, I've been talking to individuals at the Freeport Park District to see how they're managing their um, properties. And one example is introducing or um, managing native prairie. Okay. So anything that has native prairie is going to be habitat for birds, which is definitely something that's beneficial. Um, we look around, um, actually looking at golf courses, they might have unmowed areas that could be habitat for birds nearby mm-hmm. the golf course. So even though the golf course itself might not be habitat, the nearby areas. Got it. And another thing about golf courses, the wide open is actually beneficial to a species called the eastern bluebird, which actually likes open areas. So planting bluebird houses near the golf course is beneficial. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. We might have some listeners who live near a golf course yeah. that could do that. So um, City of Freeport has meets 18 criteria. Mm-hmm. So has the City of Freeport received the designation of Bird City? Not yet. So it's because we're piloting it and the rest of Illinois doesn't know about it yet sure. and we don't have a website yet. Um, the designation won't really happen until we actually make it available to other municipalities. So we're testing it all out, making sure these criteria are able to be met if it's not too difficult. The key thing, though, is we want it to be hard for cities to do this because we don't want it to be, um, you know, 
learn about a new bird and that's it. We want big changes sure. for the city. And the thing about these criteria that Freeport's meeting, our chapter is not telling Freeport uh, groups to do it. They've already been doing it. We're just indicating that um, they are um, helping whether they knew it or not. Um, there's economic benefits. So, for example, the back to the park district, by changing lawn to low mow, right. it is beneficial because these plants are different, but they're also saving money from mowing. So they might be doing these things and not realizing there was actually an impact to habitat conservation. And not to mention that lawnmowers are small engines and there's an exhaust from that, exactly. which actually has an environmental impact as well. So... Um, not being a birder, though I am a walker in the early morning, so I do enjoy hearing them. Um, what? How does one get into birding? Is there, you know, what would be simple things that one could do if they're interested? Well, going back to when I was in college, I, I took that class, and I remember learning about bird songs and bird calls, and my hearing changed in a, in a different way. I used to walk around, and you just tune things out. And I remember one day walking around campus, and I noticed all these different sounds were different. So I think I just, um, my body, my, my physiological changes of learning about birds made me more aware of my surroundings. Sure. So as a walker, you might start be noticing mm -hmm. these different sounds and actually identify them as different birds. But really the easiest thing is get yourself a nice bird book. Um, there's so many out there. There's small ones, there's big ones. Um, start small. There's very good apps for your phone. There's sure. websites. And, of course, I'd always plug the Audubon chapter. <laughs> Join us for our events. We, we do things throughout the year. And, actually, April, May is the best time for migratory birds and native birds um, that don't move. Um, there's We have bird walks. We have bird walks that are open to the public. And we, we have field trips, um, all educational opportunities. And, ah. you actually, you can meet people, too. Awesome. So um, is that information readily available on a website? It is on our website. And our, your website is? N-W-I-L-A-U-D-U-B-O-N.org. So it's NorthwestIllinoisAudubon.org. Nice. We will be back with more from Juliet after a brief message from our episode sponsor. At State Bank, we take a personalized approach to commercial banking because we know every business is unique. From day-to-day -day banking functions to specialized loan programs like the Paycheck Protection Program, State Bank's business team works with you to identify the financial services that meet your specific needs. Stop by or contact State Bank today at 815-297-0900 or at statebankfreeport.com to learn more. State Bank, see why it's different here. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to our conversation with Juliet Monroe regarding Bird City, Illinois. So lastly, I have to ask, um, Migratory Bird Day. Um, so tell us a little bit about that. So I'll go back to the criteria, because mm -hmm. um, this is actually related to that. So um, I mentioned the habitat criteria. Then there's one actually where they want your municipality to celebrate a World Migratory Bird Day event. And historically... Um, there's an international world migratory bird website. Um, they tend to say second Saturday of May, but it really can happen anytime because birds do mi migrate in the fall and spring. So they say have an event somewhere in the year, but we, we kind of went through May. And then the other part of the criteria is to have your city pass a resolution 
to basically say that your city acknowledges the importance of birds, celebrates them, and promote awareness of them. So tying it all together, the resolution will be read May 3rd, and then the event will be May 8th. Awesome. And I call this the trifecta this year. So I said that our chapter has the 50th anniversary and the potential for Bird City. But then Freeport Art Museum has coincidentally, or luckily, fortunately, um, they were planning on doing a bird-related art exhibit at this year. Awesome. And so I've been working with Barry Troy at the Art Museum. So he has been helping so much um, publicizing his art event, but also working with us for this World Migratory Bird Day event at Taylor Park on May 8th. Awesome. That sounds so exciting. And so if people wanted to learn more about that event, they can go to... The Freeport Art Museum website okay. has more detail. We've cross-listed um, because Winnishek Playhouse is part of all of these events as well these next few months. Um, you can so Freeport Art Museum website and Facebook page and the Audubon website and Facebook page. It's all over. Perfect. And I know that we will have information on our website as well, greaterfreeport.com. So before you go, um, I'm a little bit new to the interviewer chair, but I like to ask people three rapid fire questions. Oh boy. And I know I didn't even, I didn't even talk about this before. These are super simple. I won't stump you. Um, real quick, do you have a favorite book or book you're currently reading? Oh, current book. Well, fortunately it's mostly textbooks, but the one that's on my list it's mostly children's books yeah I, I can't even think of a bird do uh, you, a book <laughs> do really. you do you and willow have a favorite book we do um right now we've been reading my heart it's, it's all by the same author so there's one called my heart and i am a tree mm. and we call this one the mistake book and okay. it's the, a beautiful artwork with uh, a lot of nature scenes cool awesome um show that you have recently binged watched the resident the resident okay i haven't heard that one is it good? It's good. It's good. All right. I'll it's, check it's it out. A, it's a cheesy medical show. That sounds like good kind of candy, cotton candy for yeah. the brain. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. And then lastly, what is something that people commonly get wrong about you? Hmm. I, well, I don't know if they get wrong, but I think um, any bird question comes to me and I can't always answer them. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think that would probably be the biggest one that I, I know everything and I try not I try to be modest about what I know. Um, but beyond that, um, yeah, a lot of people don't see me as a bird watcher initially. I, I think I think my first name, um, my my title makes scientist come out. Sure. And I'm I'm pretty nature girl. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Juliet, thank you so much for spending time with us and sharing your passion for birds. And um, how that passion has really brought Bird City and the designation and the movement you're bringing to Freeport. We really appreciate your time. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Synapse, brought to you by State Bank. If you have questions about this conversation, other episodes, or services from the Greater Freeport Partnership, visit greaterfreeport.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you next time.